Hey, real quick. Yeah? Just my cold open. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a big deal. No. Nothing is going to change Just say it. for me. I'm uh, bi, everybody. So. <laughs> bi visibility. Tell them you're being serious. I'm being totally serious. Okay. I always felt like I wasn't allowed to say it because I married Mike, which yeah. will stay. <laughs> Which is still going to be my life. I love you so much. And I haven't said it on the podcast because I didn't want to take anybody's shit. Yeah. And on that note, I will be taking no questions at this time. Okay. Loving all of you. I'll see you in my DMs. Can't wait. Bisexual Jillian Pezzavalli. Hi, homosexual Patrick Hines. You guys, if you want more coming out stories and truth bombs, join us on the Patreon where you get over, well, we're at 300 full ad-free bonus episodes at this point, yeah? If we're not at this point, I don't know what we're doing. We've been lying to the listeners for so long. What are we in the, What are we doing right now? What are we in the middle we're of? We're in the middle of Heist. Oh my God, you guys, this Heist series from Netflix is bananas. It's all about people like stealing money and getting away with it for a minute, but then getting caught. They're heisting. Yeah. They're heisting. And then I'm just going to say it because I know they've been dying yeah. for it and we're excited. And then Lula Rich is coming up. We're after doing Lula that, Rich okay? this, but we also did like Night Stalker and Lorena and Making a Murderer and The Vow and Heaven's Gate and The Jinx and Tiger King and Don't F with Cats and Menendez Murders, right? Yes, and Lacey Peterson, Jody Arias, every single long form thing you've ever wanted us to do, it's there for you on the Patreon. Oh, Gacy, the Peacock Gacy thing. Oh my God, the Gacy thing with bananas again. How I did not end up buried under his home. They're I, finding I, more victims. I know. I can't they believe just it. Breaking one. news. Breaking left news, and right. you guys. Join our Facebook group as well, True Crime Obsessed podcast discussion group. It's actually discussion group. It's discussion, but I think they, they gathered what you meant. There's like 45,000 of them in there. Yeah. So come join the fun. Also, Jillian's bye. We'll see you on the other side of this ad. <laughs> I didn't plan it for the gay up. <laughs> but here we are. We have to reschedule because someone got sick. <laughs> Bisexual Julian Pensavalli. Oh, okay, I won't say it again, I promise. <laughs> but we're talking about lesbians today, and I gotta tell you, you guys, I got emotional during this episode. Oh, yeah. I was raised by lesbians. I was raised around lesbians. Like, it sounds so fucking trite and stupid to say, but I love lesbians so much. And there's a moment towards the end where I get a little emotional. We'll get there when we get there. But what are we talking about today? Oh, wow. That you, A lot was thrown at me. Um, the listeners are like, yeah, us too. Hi. Um, it's Untold, that uh-huh. Untold stories we did Mal at the Pal, Malice at the Palace. Yeah. And this is called Deal with the Devil. You guys, this one is all about lesbian boxtresses. And also like an absolute piece of shit. I mean, so many pieces of shit. So many monsters in this. Uh, One of them, what the fuck is his name? Who cares? We'll get there. John something. Hate him. Hate him. Throughout my life, the only place I felt safe was in the boxing ring. She's had the most knockouts in the history of women's boxing. Number one, there were rules. Every punch is planned. The most famous female boxer. Number two, I had so much anger. The only place that I could let it out was in the boxing ring. And number three, boxing was my survival. A champion female boxer living a secret double life. It was preparing me for how I was going to escape my own destiny. Hit me as hard as you want, as many times as you want. And I might get beaten. And I might get knocked down. But motherfucker, you cannot kill me. 
All right, so you guys, look, I gotta say, right at the top of this thing, we open on a woman who looks exactly like everybody my mother was friends with all of my growing up. Oh, the name- lesbians have a look, a lot of them, and I it feels like I'm stepping into a warm bath for me. Her name is Christy Martin. Yes, hi, and Christy. And we get, you know, a lot of a coming up on, but she says something, yeah. and she goes, you know, you can hit me as hard as you can, but motherfucker, you will not kill me. And I just have words to live by, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, however, metaphorically yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's like, you can't fucking kill me, motherfucker. Oh, I love that. This woman is real tough. And I got to say, I've got really strong conflicting feelings on her. We'll get there. <sighs> There's a lot yeah. going on here. Good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. Um, her parents are also trash. Can her I say that right at the top? Can I just get that out of the way? Totally. Not confused about how I feel about Joyce, her mother, no. Joyce. <laughs> Stick around, Joyce. I have some words for you later. Hang tight. They're coming like a fucking freight train, Joyce. Just you wait. Look, someone's out of the closet and ready to fight, all right? Yeah, because this is the first time I've told someone to stick around. I have notes. <laughs> Episode 400 or whatever this You guys, is. we need out of the closet and ready to fight merch. Oh, my God. The boxing ring? Totally. Motif. So it's 1986. We're going back in time, you guys. It's West Virginia. We're at a thing called the Tough Man Fights. Christy just started boxing on a dare from her classmates in college to enter a Tough Man contest. Tall and tough. You should box it out. And then she's at 100 right away. She was like, this is the biggest high I've ever felt in my life. She knocks the person out. She's ready to go. Like, she's off and running. She also wins money. Like, that's not a small part of this. Like, she knocks this woman out. She wins $300. And she's like, well, here we go. She goes, I fought three times. I won 300 bucks. I'm hooked. Let's go. (laughs) Next. Step right up. Ding, ding, ding. Before we go any further, can I have on record myself saying, I don't like that we need to have a sport where the object is to literally make the other person unconscious. I I hate boxing. I hate, I hate that, that fi- what do they call it? Extreme fighting, yeah. ultimate fighting. Sure. I hate Any all amount of, it. of fighting for me is extreme. So. Yeah, I would say. Um, I, extreme walking is me from here to the bathroom. Did I ever tell you about that? I used to take Muay Thai, which is like, like Thai <laughs> kickboxing, and I got kicked in the face, and I was like, well, oh thanks, God. everybody. It was horrifying. Um, I, no, I think boxing, I don't like it. It doesn't thrill me. No. I'm sad the entire time I'm watching it. I feel like it's completely unnecessary. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be something else. I, I I really just don't understand. But this woman, Christy, is told. After one of the fights, the promoter told me that he had this trainer from Bristol, Tennessee, that could train me. His name was Jim Martin. He had 26 professional boxing matches. He sparred with Marvin Johnson, the great light heavyweight champion. So it got me excited. Like, wow, I can do this. I've got it. His name is Jim Martin. Boo. <laughs> he's not real psyched about training her either, girl. Right. Well, so we hear that, like, he's no schlub. She, na- she names a bunch of people I've never heard of. They're all boxers. Right. But the point is that, like, he has good stats, whatever. Christy's kind of impressed. <laughs> Who cares? So, Christy. I love a good old-fashioned GP. Who cares? Who cares? Like, favorite. I'm just, I have yeah. the fucks yeah, there. Yeah, they're gone. Knows. I didn't bring any fucks today. They're gone. They're I just, know. I don't think, I never had them to begin with. They went right out the window with your heterosexuality. <laughs> They sure did. Um, again, they were never here. So, as I was saying, so Chrissy goes to meet with fucking schlubby Jim. Yeah. And her, so she brings her mom and her little Pomeranian. Right. Jim wants us to know right off the bat that the dog didn't like him. And I said, see, this is why. The dogs always know. 
Dogs always like me. Right. I'm a good, kind person. I know. The dogs are right. <laughs> That's my point. Also, no one will tell her where the dressing room or the bathroom is. Because everyone's like, what the fuck is a girl doing here? <laughs> they wouldn't tell her where the locker room is. And so also then, like, as we're learning about how horrible this is, we'll get back to it. Yeah. We go, we're like right in the Orange County Jail where Jim Martin is being interviewed. So I was like, why are we going to the jail, Jim? What'd you do, girl? I did not know this story. Did you know it? Uh, Yes, a little bit. I did not. So all I know is that we're interviewing this guy in jail we don't know why what's wild about this whole interview yeah. is that like jim could have taken the opportunity to i don't know change the narrative make yeah. himself look better yes. everything he says yes. makes him sound like oh wow you really are that big a piece of shit he yeah. really could have softened himself yeah. but he's like i didn't want nothing to do with women boxing and i don't want to be left out of the sport a promoter pressured me in to train christy but instead i told one of my little fighters i said look we'll put her in with you and bust her up a little bit and get her out of here I got one of my little fighters to, quote, bust her up a little bit and get her out of here. Oh, my fucking God. I wrote, you sound like a real fucking charmer, Jim. You sound lovely, girl. Yeah, I know you're thinking this is Million Dollar Baby and Clint Eastwood. He ends up being a great guy. This is not the story, you guys. This Clint is not the fucking Eastwood story. Eastwood is not a great guy. No, don't get me started. Um, So they're like, we really wanted to break our ribs, but our stupid mom was there, so we couldn't. <laughs> Wow, no wonder the dog hates everybody. I know. But she gets into the ring, and of course, all the boys are like, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to hit a girl. Within seconds, she's beating their asses, and everyone's like, holy shit, she can really fucking fight. They're like, wow, this dumb girl's pretty good, huh? Right. She's like, weak arms my fucking ass. Who's I next? I do love, though, that Jim says, when I first trained Christy, I'm going like, man, this this woman, she don't know anything. She's like walking on crutches. She's damn clumsy. She didn't know anything and she was fucking clumsy. And I was like, ladies and gentlemen, it's a movie about me. <laughs> this week's movie of the week is... Dumb and clumsy. The start, Patrick Hines story. Can we start doing movies of the week instead yeah. of autobiographies? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like oh my that's God. a little more fun. So then we meet Jimmy, quote, short dog Maloney. You know who, what, though? This guy's kind of awesome. He, I mean, at first he's like... That's who they want you to spar. Hell no. I'm not getting a ring with that girl. You crazy? Oh, the new guy's a girl. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not getting in the ring with a girl. The new guy's a girl. And then he's like, oh, wait. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess I will. And today he's like. She gave me several black eyes and fat lips and all that good stuff. Look, she beat the shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and we learned too that like the only reason this guy Jim agreed to take her on as like a fucking trainee client, whatever, is because his other boxers were like, "See what she's made of. Let's do this." Like even pieces of shit like Mike Tyson surprised us in this in this episode. I don't. Nope. Okay. 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 I'm gonna save it. Okay. I don't give a fuck what he has to say. Okay. But the thing about Christy, she's here to work. Yeah. Like she even says she's like, "Look." As time went on, I proved to him that look, I'm here. I'm gonna stay here. I don't care what you dish out. No matter how hard you make me work. Just because of who I am, I'm going to try to do it better than everybody else in the gym. It doesn't matter how hard you make it for me. It doesn't matter how much extra I have to do. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be the best. I'm not fucking going anywhere. And they all just kind of agree that she's not going away, so we may as well fucking train her. Yeah, here's the thing, right? Jim says he's between, like, one of the five, like, the, the top five best trainers in the world. And I was like, oh, are you, Jim? Really? Like, you know how I know that's true? Because you're telling me it, Jim. from prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like when Everett, who went to Emerson, was like, it's one of the top five musical theater programs in the country. You know how you know? Because I'm saying yeah, it. Yeah, isn't it? Is it? Okay. <laughs> 
But Christy was undeniable. She was so good. Yes. It was impossible for people not to respect her and also become fans of hers, almost in spite of themselves. And and you see it happening. Like, we, we're getting all these stories that, like, promoters were begrudgingly let her, like, fight. And then they'd be like, ah, your fight stole the crowd. Like, all anybody wanted to do after she fought was, like, follow her around for the rest of the night. Right. And then after one also, match. Also, is she fighting men or is she fighting women? She's fighting women. Fighting women. Okay. I didn't know if they were telling us that, like, she was the only woman doing it. No, no, no. Because you don't get a close enough shot of the uh, people she's fighting to know. Like, you I watched this whole documentary, right? I did. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure you but watched like, it. In the all. beginning, I thought she was maybe fighting men. No. Okay. No, people would have shown up for that. Good morning, husband. How does the sports work? It's us again. <laughs> you got a week off, and then you're going to get next week off, and then we're going. We're doing the crimes and penalties. We're yeah. doing the hockey one. Sorry. So get ready. Enjoy the car trip. Bye. So after one match, she wins. She kicks ass, literally. Yeah. She's so happy and excited, and right out, like out of a movie, she kisses Jim. After one of the fights, you know, you're so excited. Everybody's so happy. And I kissed him. I don't even I don't even know what happened. So she is a big fucking lesbian. That is no secret from the beginning. Just ask her, she'll tell you. I know. <laughs> so like this is weird for her, it's weird for Jim, it's weird for me, it's weird for everybody. And so we get a little bit of like the Christie story growing up, right? And yeah. she grew up in Itman, West Virginia. She says, I I'm truly a coal miner's daughter and a coal miner's granddaughter. Like she grew up in a coal mining community. Mm-hmm. Her little town looks adorable. She's like, it's not even a town, it's just a long stretch of road. She goes, It's good people. There's just not a lot there. I'm assuming not a gay bar, huh, Christy? Not not in, anywhere no. in sight, as far as the eye can see. Itman, West Virginia. Where are you, Itmanites? Call in and tell us all about it. I'm the mayor of Itman. Ooh. I'm going to open a gay bar in Itman, West Virginia. That is a movie of the week. Yeah, totally. And it's called, it's going to be called The It Man. You know, you know what that is? That is a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. The guy who made it in the big city comes home to open the first gay bar in Itman, West Virginia. You yes. know what, Hallmark? You have that one on me. <laughs> You can t- you can turn it around by December first. It's Hallmark it Christmas. It's Hallmark. Film totally. in Canada. You'll be fine. Just don't cast Candace Cameron in it. We no. don't like her. Or Laura Ostis, if you know, you know. <laughs> Especially. Ooh. So you know, Christy's mom is here again, and she's telling us when Christy was growing up, everyone called her sis. Super energetic. She's like Daisy. She's one of those kids who's always running around. She's playing. She's like climbing on shit. She's doing the sports as they do. And she's amazing. not a drama club anywhere in sight. Oh no, 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 no local no, no. productions of Godspell. I would love to see the Itman Community Players version of Godspell. Bye bye, Birdie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Damn Yankees, because Absolutely. she played Little League, but she played on the boys' baseball team, yes. and she was the catcher, which is a really, really hard position to play. Yeah. And she played is basketball. That, what's so hard about that? You're squatting the entire time? I'm not saying, and, and before you send the DMs, I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying I don't know why it's you're hard. You're squatting the entire time. Okay. Squats are hard. Okay. <laughs> but you're you're like in that position the whole time, and then you have to get up and throw the ball. It's hard. And you get the ball coming at your face. I get it. And then people are trying to score at home, and you have to block them. It's yeah. a lot of work. Okay. And the, she okay. and she held her own with the boys. Yes. I hate that I said that. I'm taking it again. She was fucking awesome. She she just happened to be on a team where she was the only girl. Okay. Enough. Okay. So she but she was good at everything. She played basketball, and then she goes. I met Sherry through basketball. She was like the star athlete of Mullins High School. You know, you want to be friends and be close to the person that's the star. She just asked me, could we work out together and and shoot ball together? But then feelings started to happen that were, you know, not the normal kind of feelings. I went, oh, here we go. Here we go. Sherry. Sherry is here. Sherry's here. I 
love lesbians. And I if you if you fast forward it through the beginning, which I'm sure a lot of you do, I would just like to reiterate, I know that sounds like a dumb thing to say, that sounds like a thing to say. I really love lesbians. I love them so much. And Sherry is the one who reminds me the most of like my mom. Yeah. She looks a little bit like my mom. She's got my mom's energy. Sherry was, might be our favorite person in this whole thing. Sherry's right? my favorite, although we have a Lisa. We're gonna get to Lisa eventually. I love Lisa too. Oh, Lisa, I love Lisa. I mean big journeys for these ladies. But Sherry's here, right? Big journeys would be the name of the lesbian bar in Itman. Hallmark, you have a double feature on your hands. Or just like an extended one. Then the yeah. lesbian comes oh and then God. it's Leah like, Delaria oh, as okay. Sherry. Oh my God. Um so they'd <clears throat> work out together, yes. play sports, and before they knew it, the feelings were in full bloom. And like the thing is, they didn't even have a word for it. You hear this all the time with gay people of this generation, especially lesbians, that like it was the blooming of a I didn't know what it was. There wasn't references. There's no internet. There's no talking to anybody. They didn't even know what it was called. They didn't have the internet. They didn't know have a like in, library. In book. West Virginia right, in exactly. 1980 or whatever. No. Like no. <laughs> so like they find each other and Christy is like everybody knew or assumed, but my fucking dirtbag parents like looked the other way. And then it cuts to Sherry. She's like, I was coming and going from that bedroom at all hours. Yeah, they were <laughs> in denial. But then we get Christy's mom. Yeah, Joyce. I listen know. up. This yeah. is for you, sweetheart. The okay. moment has arrived. <laughs> She goes, that's not what you want for your child. I just wasn't raised like that. It's just not what you want for your child. I wasn't raised like that. What don't you want, Joyce? Love, companionship, happiness. happiness. I was thinking, too, that, like, well, we're getting this in the beginning. Maybe she comes around. No, No. not really. After Joyce says that, Christy goes, I had to hold in who I truly am. And I was angry. But I'm not so sure if I didn't have all this stuff inside of me that I could have become the fighter that I was. Christy does this thing where she, like, kind of credits the anger for making her such a powerful boxer. Wrong, Christy. Wrong. Nope. That's your raw fucking talent and the shit that you actually worked for and earned. I know. Not the fact that your parents were homophobes and you couldn't be who you were. Well, that comes back, so just hold tight. But now we're back with Garbage Jimmy, and he's like... I just ended up caring for her. Went from a hate situation to a love situation. Because I hated she was in the gym, you know, when she first come in. You hated her on sight because she was a woman in a boxing ring? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. And then you grew to love her because she was your meal ticket. Like, right. that's where we're going with also, this. Also, we should mention that Jim is older than Christy's father. Older than her father. <laughs> Daisy, I dare you to bring that guy or girl home. I dare she, you. No, it's not happening. No. <laughs> Daisy? No. No. <laughs> but Joyce, this fucking Jim apologist, Joyce, I is know. just like, Jim was good to her. He looked out for her. I loved him just like he was a son. I love Jim. I loved him as a son. Oh, I loved him. But you know why she's saying that? She doesn't even know she's saying that because she knows her daughter is gay and she's just happy she's married to a fucking man. Yeah. The guy could have been as awful as Jim is and she still would have loved him, which she did. Yeah, the homophobia and the defense of Jim were just getting started. Welcome to TCO. And Jim is just like, I never loved another woman the way I loved Christy. And Christy is saying that, like, for her, this was some sort of, like, savior situation where she could tell him anything. She was very honest about the fact that she had been with women, which really bothered there's Jim and he's like if I had known that at the time I wouldn't have even let her stay at the gym Jim fuck off yeah I mean she's your meal ticket now Jim so right. stop like that's what I mean he's saying this to us now I can't believe I that know. he's not even editing himself it's I know. crazy it is really that's yeah. how horrible he is yes. <laughs> right like if you do that math yes. you're like Jim you could have said anything in this I moment know. and you chose that so at one point we get the off screen like you hear the producer asking him a question and she, her, her tone is real curt I love her tone she doesn't like it. I love her tone <laughs> she corrects him a lot she's like well what about that time I'm what about that? What about that? I love it. 
So they go to Kmart or Walmart. He can't remember because he's a charmer. And they get wedding rings and they get married. Right. And Chrissy's like, Billy, when I married Jim, I married boxing. He gave me an opportunity and I just feel like I was ready to take advantage of the opportunity and, and, and ride it to the fullest. He married Christy. I, on the other hand, married boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and a way out. And a yeah. way out. So 1994, Don King is here. Okay. Can I, we pause here for just a second? Sure. I wrote, oh my God, a very young and kind of sexy Don no. King is here? No. Also, I did not know that Don King was connected to boxing. Not in a million years. What did you think he did? He's the most famous boxing promoter of all time. I, I just knew that Don King was the guy with the wild hair. And you would always see him with... Oh, did you know him as a murderer two times over? That's probably how. Is he a murderer? Twice over. What? Oh, yeah. He uh, beat slash stomped a man to death. Fuck Don King. Don King did? Yes, he did. Where's that documentary? He also has insurance fraud charges. He has, like, shady deals with boxers. Like, he was sued by a lot of people he was promoting. He never really paid them, and he's a fucking murderer. Can we go back to the murders? Who did he kill? Goog it. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's a piece of shit. I just, I, like, I'm just saying, I like I got a real education about who Don... I was like, oh, right. He's the guy that you would always see in my youth, but I never really knew what he did, but now I know he does the boxing. That's wild to me. Like, where... Like, the context of Don King was all gone for you. Yeah, he was just... And he it was just, all about the hair. Totally. But that's why when Christy's like, look, love him or hate him, I he was know. a good promoter. And I'm like, Christy, you know he's a murderer. And like, did he even pay you? Because he was sued for that. In fairness, I didn't know he was a murderer. Although Christy did work with him directly. Like, if our agent was a murderer, I'd probably know. Orin, you killed anybody, girl? Orin? But so, like, it's a very big deal for her. They finally get a meeting with him, and she, they have this whole thing. Oh, my God, the 80s were wild, you guys. So, I take a VHS tape, I pop it in. Well, his VCR is not working. So, I just get up and start shadow boxing for him. So, he signs her right away. They want to take the contract to a lawyer. He's, like, basically, like, you sign it here or you don't get the contract. Interesting. I know. Interesting. Bada-bing, bada-boom, they're being represented by Don King. Yeah, and... Bada-king... <laughs> Bada boom. We're not being cute with Don King. We're not bada doing... King, bada garbage? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Much better. Finally. Thank you so much. And so, someone's like, he promoted the hell out of her. He promoted her just like she was a man, to which I say, barf. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and also, speaking of, the fucking hits just keep on coming because yeah. fucking Mike Tyson is here. I know. Talking about how great Christy is because he first saw her fight when he was in prison for rape. I believe I was in jail and they were talking about coal miner's daughter. She's knocking out people and she's really excited. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And let me tell you something right fucking now. Okay, okay, he okay. is a convicted rapist. He's a certified sex offender. He's a violent abuser. He wrote in his book that one of the best punches he ever threw was at his fucking wife, Robin Givens. He wrote Robin Givens? From his own book. I shall read it. Oh my God. It was when I fought Robin Givens in Steve Lott's apartment. She really offended me and I went, bam. She flew backwards, hitting every wall in the apartment. That was the best punch I've ever thrown in my life. Fuck you, Mike Tyson. I don't give a fuck what he has to say ever, especially when it's a story about a woman oh my who's God. being physically violently abused by a man. I Mike Tyson, no-, no. I knew that he, I didn't know that it was Robin Givens. Oh my God. Why are people giving him microphones? The best punch I ever thrown in my entire life is what he said in his book. I'm like, I can't. Can't. Who published that fucking book? I can't handle it. So okay. I, so fuck him. That's it. That's right, the end we, of my right, Tyson. We have to mention him a little bit more throughout Ugh. because what happens is he sees her fighting and back in, at this time, he was like the biggest boxer in the world or whatever. Right. And he tells his people to put her on his undercard. Does that mean she's opening for him? Basically, yes. Okay. So he's like the headliner. <laughs> yeah. And then in like the smaller Yeah, she's font. the opening act. Right. With So it's 1996 and it's Chrissy Martin versus, they they say Deidre, but my cousin's named Deirdre and she spells it this way. Okay. So it's Deirdre Gogarty. So it's a gigantic, it's the first women's box 
boxing match on pay-per-view. It's huge. Yeah. So, and it's opening for like the big fucking Mike Tyson fight and or whatever. everyone is paying. They made like a hundred grand or whatever. Like yeah. everyone's paying to see this fight. And everyone is really disappointed. Like even you even hear the announcers being like, tell you, I didn't want to see a girls fight and uh, I wasn't too impressed by the fact that we had one. I didn't want to watch girls fight. Girls fight. I mean, the fucking announcers on pay-per-view. I'm so mad we have to sit through this is what they said. I know. Basically, like they get out there to do the fight. Christy is like a total like wreck. She's so nervous, but she's like, as soon as she hears like the ding, 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 she's just in work mode. Right. And then she's like bleeding from her nose and they can't stop the bleeding. I mean, you guys, this is so, and people get so into it because it's so violent yeah, exactly. and bloody. Exactly. They're doing that thing where they like pull her into the corner and they are shoving Q-tips up her nose yeah. so hard. And she won't let them stop the fight. <laughs> so now, because they're like, wait, two women bruised and bloody oh my god where like all the celebrities Jack Nicholson comes Jack, back it's the worst of the worst thrilled to be like oh those two broads are beating the fuck out of each other like ooh it's so hot people are loving it I'm yeah. not I'm not loving it either but the point is they won over the crowd that's yes. that's this yes. whole 15 minutes they won over the crowd even the commentators the guys who were like we have to see two girls by the end of it they finally call the women number I, one they're like I guarantee you women are both grossly underpaid for yeah. all the work they did here tonight. Totally. And like that was the thing like everyone was like the next night no, nobody was talking about who won the fucking Tyson fight. Everyone's talking right. about these women. But like she gets back to her hotel room that night and she says everyone in the world like Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno, the Today Show they all want to book her on their TV. She's famous now. Right. And like but like worldwide. Like yeah. now women's boxing is on the map. So she's all over the place. She's on every show. She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's a big deal. She was the first female boxer to do it. Unreal. It's really, it's a big she deal. She tells the story. I went to the store and bought one just so I would have to look down at the magazine, look up at me. But he doesn't even notice. Also, I've had that cashier job. You're just getting through your shift, sweetheart. They I'm sorry. Care. No one cares. Again, circus music in your head. Totally. Or you're like, your favorite episode or your favorite show is just on repeat in your head. Paper on plastic. <laughs> and then Lisa Holywine is here, okay? She's the two-time world champ. And she says, she looks right at us. She goes, 90% of every punch that we threw in the gym had Christy Martin's face on it. They she hated her. <laughs> she hates Christy so fucking much. They didn't much. just hate Christy. Like the other women boxers, they didn't just hate her. They wanted her to fail. I wonder why. You know, okay, so here's the thing. One of the things Lisa says, and this just introduces me to the part of this documentary where I was like, oh, Christy sucks. Yeah, she Christy sucks. fucking sucks, you guys. Because Lisa's like, at the very least, Christy could have said, there are other women fighters out there who are good too. And she wouldn't even do that. She would sit down for interviews and be like, Women today are making more money than ever for one reason. That's because of the show that Christy Martin puts on every time that I go out there. So I really think they should all be sending me 10% of their purse. That's Don King. That yeah. is 1,000% Don oh, King. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, like that is straight out of his playbook. Uh -huh, like uh -huh. that's all part of it. But what's not part of it is the homophobia and the transphobia. You guys, so I was telling Jillian earlier, I remember when this was happening. You have to remember, Easy. I grew up in a lesbian household like surrounded by women who cared about this shit. They cared about this boxing. I couldn't have told you Christy's name, but I remember the Mike Tyson fight situation. Really? I, in, I have memories of this because mm -hmm. this was in my youth. This was like you late know? 90s. Yeah, which is like, I that is a very a active time in my memory. Wow. And okay, so, then you see Christy out there in interviews. I would like to say one thing. Andrea, you have on a nice dress. This is the first time I've ever seen you dressed respectable, looking like a woman. 
do I fucking hate Christy? And she would like taunt them for not wearing dresses or how they, they dress. And today, Christy's like, yeah, I said some horrible things. I said a lot of rude things about homosexuals, but so, she's kind of laughing about it. We see this interview with Christy where she's talking about somebody else she's going to be fighting some other woman. And she says, first, she will have to prove to me and doctors that she is a woman. And uh, we can we can hook that fight up as soon as she proves that. That she's a woman? That she's a woman. Even the interviewer is incredulous. Yeah, the, the reporter's like, I'm sorry, you want what? Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? And, and the thing is, she's presenting as heterosexual. We know now that she's a lesbian. When we were, I remember when my mom and her friends were talking about this, she was just that homophobic pretty lady boxer who had all that like heterosexual privilege with her husband and being pretty. And she's putting down these other fucking female boxers. And you know what she's, so she's being homophobic. She's being transphobic. She's being rude. But she's also outing people because yes. like yes. Lisa Holywine wasn't out. These women weren't all out. Not totally. all of them were gay. Right. Some of them were. Some of them were. I don't know what they were, and but she, she was outing them. She's talking in these like pre-fight press conferences where she's, yeah. talk, she's making fun of them about the things their girlfriends do to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking awful. It's unforgivable. And I know I'm supposed to rise above. I know I'm supposed to say, like, the internalized homophobia of it all. I don't have that generosity at the moment. Yeah, but I mean, she even, she says now yes. that she said back then to Jim and Don, like... But also, Jim did encourage that behavior. And I would tell him, I'm like, Jim, you don't understand... I'm going to keep saying this stuff and somebody from my past is going to peep up. I'm gay. Yes. So one day this will all come out and we're all going to look like assholes. But if like the payday's here, then yeah. like, fine, I'll do it. And Lisa goes, look, if you're going to run your mouth, you better back it up. Cut to 2001. <laughs> Christy and Lisa fight. So now remember, Christy started in the 90s. She yeah. was garbage for at least 10 years. Totally. Right? Yeah. So Lisa is bigger and stronger than Christy. You're supposed to fight in your own weight class. Yeah. And Lisa's like, I'm going to destroy this person. Like, I might be arrested for murder. This is, this is kind of an insane matchup, but let's go because she's she's being an asshole. Totally. And like, I, like, Lisa's trying to like represent all of these other boxers, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what Christy didn't do. But Christy is very smart too because she's like, she was much bigger and much stronger than me. Lisa was a world champion too. So I had to actually use my brain. So I watched how all these big legends fought. All those guys are great chess players. They're able to set you up for not your next move, their next move. I had to like study and learn the actual sport of boxing. So like Lisa was totally unprepared. So when they get into the ring, Lisa's like, I'm just gonna, she's gonna run right at me. I'm gonna give her one punch to the face. She's gonna fall down. And she didn't do that. She had learned about like- Like Lisa's... bombing and weaving. She just fights smarter. Exactly. She fights Lisa, smarter. Lisa makes the point. I never knew that she was had that ability because no other boxer ever made her have to do that stuff. Yeah. So I didn't know she could do that. And so Christy wins. Christy, this little pipsqueak, wins the fight against this like huge woman, Lisa. And it's huge. It's the biggest fight of her career. Again. She's even more untouchable, She's right? even more untouchable. And, you know, her professional life is super great, puppies and rainbows, yeah. but her personal and private life is a fucking mess. Yeah. So this is where we get into the story of her, like, marriage with Jim. Mm -hmm. This fucking story is so insane. One day, she needs a sparring partner, so he gets into the ring with her, and she says, he's 25 years older than me. I was hesitant to go all out and fighting him. And then, boom, he knocks her out. Out. Jim hits Chrissy as hard as he can. Chrissy has never been knocked out before With when Lisa, who hated her, yeah, was in the ring right. with her. And all she wanted to do was knock her out. Lisa, who will 100% be played by Kayala Settle in the movie. Thank God. Thank God someone said it. So yeah, she's never been knocked out. Jim knocks her out. And he does it to make a point. And, and she, she says, you know when you're hitting someone in the right spot. You know when you're hitting someone hard enough to knock them out. He knew exactly what he was doing. You don't knock somebody out by accident. You know exactly where to hit when them. You know exactly sparring. how hard to hit them. Right, exactly. But dancers and Broadway people, they should have been marking. Right. <laughs> he, uh, he says now. I mean, I wouldn't try to kill her. 
you know what I mean? I would let her know she, she didn't belong in there with me. And he goes, I do that all the time. It takes the cockiness out of him. Oh, oh my God. Jim. Oh, my God. And so the point is, he is abusing her yes. and disguising it as, like, sparring or training. But yes. he's just beating the shit out of her to keep her in line. Um, moving on to happier news. It's 2003 and Layla Ali is here. Okay. Layla Ali <laughs> is Muhammad Ali's daughter. Yes. And okay. she is so beautiful. She's 100 feet tall. She's all muscle. She is like the fucking, I just love her. She's incredible. She's yeah. a professional boxer too. And Layla wants to say. Most people assume that I just started boxing because I said, oh, I want to be like my dad. And that actually isn't what happened at all. When I saw Christy and Deidre fighting, I remember thinking, I want to do that. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to start training. I didn't get into boxing because of my father. I got into boxing because of Christy. Remember that fight where they opened for Mike Tyson? Christy she, and Deirdre. Yes, she watched that fight and that night she was like, I want to do that. Yes. And then her fucking dad's Muhammad Ali so he knew the people to call. Right, but like <laughs> Muhammad like Ali Chris... was like, don't you want to Don't you want to do this? And she was like, no, dad, God. <laughs> and then she sees these two badass women and she's like, yes. Totally. She's she's. That's why representation is so important. Okay. Yeah, yeah and so, she, so when she gets the call that Christy wants to fight her, not only is it getting kind of late in Christy's career, she's like, Christy Martin had reached out to us and wanted to fight. And I remember thinking it was a joke. Like, really? <laughs> oh, my God, because, come on. I mean, I'm like, I'm 168 pounds. I'm 5'11". I'm big. I'm strong. Like, what is little Christy Martin going to do with me? Layla Ali is laughing so hard right now. Tell yeah. She cannot believe that that was a real phone call. Yeah, and remember, you should really be fighting in your own weight class. Yes. And so it was an insane matchup. Jim is pushing for this because it's a fucking money grab, right, they're obviously. Because the, the, they're the two top female boxers in the world, according to Christine. Everyone, yeah. yeah. So in preparation for this fight, Lisa, my, my fucking favorite, Lisa yeah. comes back to spar with her. Because now it's like, I guess all is forgiven. Lisa's like, I got a call. Spar with Christy when she was getting ready to fight Layla Ali. And I was over it enough. <laughs> Almost. She never really get over a loss. I was mostly over it. So when they called me for me to spar with her, I was like, I guess I'll go and do it. I guess her and Lisa are friends now. Because and also Lisa's closer to Layla's size. Yes. So yeah. and, and Lisa's like, let me just break it down how insane this matchup is. Ollie's a big girl. Ollie's bigger than me by 15, 20 pounds. I was bigger than Christy by 10 pounds. And Ollie was the younger one? That was an insane matchup. I'm bigger than Christy. Yes. Layla's bigger than me. Yeah. So this is ridiculous. And it's dangerous, right? Yeah. So they get into the ring. You guys, they get into the ring within three seconds. Layla basically punches Christy in the head. And Christy's like, first bell ring. Layla hit me with a, a, a right hand high on my head. And it just knocked my equilibrium off. I, I felt like I was fighting and standing on an angle. This is very hard to watch, yes. especially hearing this narration from Christy, because yeah. like all I just keep thinking is someone stop this fucking fight. Someone stop but this fight. Layla is saying the same thing. Layla's like, you know, that's a dangerous fight when you're in there with someone who's bigger than you, stronger than you, and you're not even seeing straight. It's always the corner's responsibility to throw in the towel if they have to. It's up to somebody in her corner to literally throw in the towel, and Jim won't do it. Mm -hmm. But again, it, it just harkens back to why why do we have a, why is there a legal sport where you beat the other person until they're unconscious? Also, the two of you are the best. So what you do, like, aren't we all winners? I know that Why, sounds tough right, to exactly. talk about trite, but seriously, <laughs> like, totally. you can't, you feel like you're walking on a slant. Like, that is so bad. I know. And stop Layla, the fight. Layla keeps saying, like, this is dangerous. I want to stop hitting you. Yeah. Someone tell me to stop. Cha-ching. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Venmo went through, you said? Went okay. Yeah, I invented Venmo in 1996. <laughs> so now, cut 
cut to five years later, 2008. We just hear... Is Courtney Love over? I mean, Courtney Love couldn't hang with these two. <laughs> so it's home video, right? But it's like, well, who's filming this? We'll I get know, to I it. I know, I know. And Jim, we hear Jim say... You get some Coke? Did you get some Coke? And Christy's, I thought he was talking about Coca-Cola. No, girl. I know. And then Christy's like, yeah, I'm about to do it. And then the sniffing upon sniffing upon sniffing. The Courtney Love of it all. It is very much like home videos of them doing Coke together. But so, like secretly. Well, but secretly, but like Christy like is very honest about it now. Like, yeah. And so is Jim. Jim is like, look, some dude that I was training, I was like, you got to get off the cocaine. So he brought it to my house so he wouldn't do it. And Christy's like, we let it sit there for like two days. And then we did Coke for the rest of our lives. Yeah. They were heavily addicted to cocaine. Yes. I mean, and they both are battling demons. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a fucking monster and she's a lesbian. And so, like, they are they are battling demons. And, like, also, I think they're just sick and fucking tired of each other. Yeah, they don't actually like each other. No, and so, like, the cocaine is also, like, a good distraction. Sure, it's something she, to do. Right, <laughs> she keeps saying, like, I didn't even want to quit. Like, this was just my life now. Oh, of course, of course. So, Christy tells us that Jim had hidden cameras all over the house. But then he was also filming her constantly. Right. Like, we see them on camera together. It's, and... like, the very, like, Josh Powell's dad of it all. Remember yes, this? Yes, And so, like... According to Christy, I know, I know, we have to talk about it. Christy goes, well, you know, uh, he'd make me do things in order to get another line of coke. And I just go, oh, God, like what? I know, I know, I know, like what, like what? He got sexual satisfaction from me wearing a strap on all the time. Is he gay? Like, what's happening? First of all, like, holding Coke hostage is so fucked up. Oh, you know, to be like, what are you going to do for another line? Oh, like, no. wear that dildo again? But that is like, how vile. How vile. She says to him, I am a lesbian. I, you know that I'm a lesbian. Let me get out of this. I will write up the papers. I will pay for everything. I will pay you to go away. I know. And he punches her in the lip so hard that, like, it splits her face open. Right. So Jim, here we get the producer tape. Jim today is like, did she talk to you about wanting a divorce? No, never. She mentioned to me that she drew up a contract at one point that said, let's just go our separate ways. Yeah, we did talk about that one time. Can you tell me about that? I don't think it was, I think it was short-lived. Well, okay, that one time. (laughs) But she didn't really mean it. And I'm like, ooh, that's abuser talk. She didn't really mean it. And then again, the isolation, like Christy's mom comes to visit. She tries to tell her about the secret videotaping. She doesn't give a shit. Joyce takes Jim's side. This is so heartbreaking. Like your daughter is asking you for help and you're taking Jim's side. And even like then the mom tells the dad and the dad says straight to the camera, look, there's nothing I can do about it, man. I've got to let her live her own life. And I'm like, how about you just fucking call her and tell her that you love her and that like she can come home if she fucking wants to. Your daughter is asking you for help. What the fuck? is wrong with you yeah well one night christy is high on coke and <laughs> she gets a facebook message yes. from sherry her high school girlfriend remember sherry you guys oh my god so after 20 some years or whatever facebook comes up there comes christy's picture up on you might be friends so i sent her a friend request with a little note that said is friends what we should be called is friends really what we should be called? So Shay. Shay. And then they're also running. So I guess Chrissy was like, no. I but know. they are just like, they're at 100. It's like they never left. And Christy is telling Sherry instantly all these very intimate details about her life. And Sherry's like, I knew immediately that she is unhappy in her marriage. Yeah. And so like they're Facebook messaging and texting like sexy messages to each other. And then Christy's like, well, he reads all my Facebook. So text me. Well, he, read all my, he reads all my texts. So just call me. Who fucking cares? But it's like point? you're texting that. So like Jim is just not saying that he knows that they're sexting or whatever? I know, and it's also 
just like, oh God, I can't, I just, I, I feel so sad for her. But then finally, she did, Christy goes to Jim and he's like, hey, guess what, girl? I'm going to go see Sherry for a while. <laughs> Jim goes, can I come? I know. It's so pathetic, Jim. You're such a fucking loser. So Christy goes, absolutely not. And Jim goes, then he said, you know, if you leave, I'll kill you. And I turned around and I stopped and I looked him straight in the eye and I said, do what you have to do. And I left. And she goes to see Sherry. And we get this like romantic story from Sherry. When she shows up, we see each other and it, you know, it was, I could barely breathe. And she grabs me. And when she kisses me, we just took that time machine right back to high school. She says I could barely breathe. I they just start know. heavily making out in the parking lot of the Denny's or wherever you go in St. Augustine, Florida. Sherry, meet me at the Denny's in St. Augustine. Oh. I need a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Girl. Oh, of course. You gotta, you gotta say the full name. It's not a Rudy Toot. <laughs> so on November 20th, two days later, Jim is suddenly calling everybody they know trying to find her. He's doing this to destroy her life. Yes. So what he's doing is, like, once he realizes I've lost Christy, like, yep. he tells yes. everyone that she's a lesbian. Well, remember the whole thing about her wearing the dildo and like through the pants. Well, that He too. sends that picture around to everybody being like, she left me for a woman. This was the kind of shit that like was life ruining back in the day. So he sends it to her mother who's appalled. Fuck you, Joyce. I don't care. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and Jim today is like, this was my revenge. That poor fucking producer who has to do this interview with him. I really feel for her. I know. You can feel she's far away. Totally. Smart. <laughs> but again, Jim tells us the story himself. So finally, he texts her, I'm so close I could reach out and touch you. I looked around and I'm, you know, I'm trying to find him. I, I can't see him anywhere. I seen you and Sherry. You didn't see Sherry and I. I said, yes, I did. I said, what does Sherry have on? I said, she had a purple backpack on her left shoulder. She's wearing a purple backpack on her left shoulder. That is such a lesbian thing. Is it? My mom and all backpack? of her friends like didn't have purses. They had backpacks. Aww. None of them did the purse thing because it was like too femme for them. So they did backpacks. Oh, it's such a lesbian thing. That's I, cute. I don't know if it still is, but like of my mom's generation, all of my mom's lesbian friends had backpacks. Like Jansport? Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> and I like remember them being a lot of them being purple. In fact. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, what is so specific that I missed here? Oh, that's not it. That that's is so not funny. It. Wait, there's another thing that actually made me cry. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it. The purple backpack. But that is also, that's lovely for you and your memories. That yes. is terrifying if you're Christy. It's totally. Right? And Jim's like, oh, yes, that's when she got quiet. Yeah. And so he goes, let's go home. And so by November 23rd, Christy comes home. Because she's afraid and she doesn't know what else to do and there's nobody supporting her. <laughs> Maybe it's just in the way she tells it. Yeah. But just like she comes to the door and she's like, I'm like, well, look, my head is killing me. I'm going to lay down for about 30 minutes. And the entire time I'm laying down, like, I, I hear him out there sharpening a knife. Jim, I'm exhausted. I need 30 <laughs> minutes to myself. Do not bother me. I will take it in my room. So she's in her room, yeah. and she's not sleeping. She's no. on the phone with Sherry. But right. while she's on the phone with Sherry, she can hear Jim sharpening a knife. Now, obviously, I am not victim-blaming here, but that would be the first He said he was going to kill you, and now he's sharpening a knife. Climb out through that fucking window, girl! And so she's on the phone with Sherry, and Christy says, Jim is in my room right now and he has something behind his back and yeah. I just heard him sharpen a knife. Yes. 
and I have to go. Yeah, and she gets off the phone, and basically before she knows what's happening, he's on her and just stabbing her. Yeah. And then she says he, he stabs her in the breast. Stabs her in the breast, and blood is fucking everywhere. And these photos, I, oh, I mean, God, I, I was so disturbed. Not since hot coffee. Oh God. I was so disturbed by the boxing of it all. Truly, like yeah, it's not yeah, entertaining yeah. to me no. at all. And then we get these horribly violent, bloody photos. They're really, really horrible. And then like she's lying on the ground and she's fucking dying, and they have a tussle, and he cuts his hand, and he gets up to go tend to his hand, and he comes back, and she, for one second, takes the tactic of like, no, Jim, I loved you, I always loved you, and then she cuts herself off mid-sentence, and she's like, but then by the time I realized you can't let me live, I was already like, oh, fuck you, I've never loved you, you've been a piece of shit the whole time, I have been your personal ATM, you've done nothing but use me, and then he stands at my feet with my own pink 9mm. I told him he didn't have the balls to shoot me. And then Christy says, he shot me. So, like, now she's lying on the floor, and, and she says she knows she's dying. But she's like, I also knew that, like, I don't want to die. Right. Like, I want to I want to fucking get out of here. She hears the shower turn on. She books it. Somehow she gets the strength to run out he of the house. left her for dead, bleeding on yeah. the bedroom floor, and then goes to take a fucking shower. I know. And the first person that comes down the street passes her. The second guy stops. She jumps in the car and then apologizes for bleeding all over his back. His seat. name is Rick Cole. I just want to shout him out because he did the right thing. <laughs> hey, Rick. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. And, and uh, Cindy. And and Christy says, my angel, Rick yeah. Cole. And he goes, she goes, please don't let me die. Also, I'm sorry for bleeding over your car. <laughs> this 911 call. These guys, untold series have the best 911 calls. The one, hurry up at Malice at the Palace is my favorite thing. If you haven't listened to that episode, go. It's everyone's new favorite episode. It's a rip-roaring yeah, good time. It's a melee. The 911 operator says, 911, what's your emergency? Rick Cole says, uh, Her name is Christy Martin. And she was stabbed. By who? By, By her husband? Yes. By who? Her husband? <laughs> and the, and Rick says yes. This 911 operator is asking all the right questions. By who? The husband, right? The husband did it. Got it. We're on the way. We're on the way. We're in Florida. It's got to be the husband. We got another husband, guys. We got another husband. No, that it was a husband. It was yeah. a husband. We got another husband. They did it. Once again. Okay. Thank you, Rick Cole, you angel. So this is the news report like that leads the news that night, you guys. A world-class boxer wanted to get out of her marriage, but then barely made it out of her house. Late <laughs> breaking tonight, a world-class boxer wanted to get out of her marriage, then barely made it out of her house. What a shitty way to say that. Who writes fucking co- who writes copy like that? There are a lot of ways to say it, and that guy chose that way. So the story is growing and growing, and of course, like every news story is like he was she was leaving him for another woman. Why is that important? And Jim Martin- He stabbed her and shot her. Yeah. And Jim Martin's on the run, of course, because he's a fucking coward. On the run. And this is like the one time that her fucking parents do something. They spring the dad and the brothers spring into action to go on the hunt for this guy. Her dad says one one thing I like, and it's basically we could smell his cheap cologne from a mile away. Yeah. We knew exactly where he was. There he is. Jim is in a fucking his friend's shed holding the bloody knife. I love when they're so fucking stupid. Oh, I I love it. I I love it. So Christy's in the hospital. Sherry's there at the hospital by Christy's side. Are you fucking right? You guys better be pulled over for this. Sherry calls Christy's mom. Sherry, just to remind you, is the girlfriend. Right. That she ran to Florida with. Yeah, the sexy text messages and then went to Florida. Right. And Joyce... Joyce says to Sherry, yeah. who's doing a nice thing Calling to call the her mom. Yeah. Joyce says, she told Sherry that she better not be there when she got there. The thing about this that is so fucking crazy and was Priorities. so common at the time, everyone is blaming the, the stabbing and the shooting on Sherry. Everyone's In everyone's mind, it is because my daughter is a lesbian and she's leaving her husband for a woman. Also, be- no one said they were leaving to run off together forever. 
her. Right. But they're they're justifying his stabbing and shooting her on the fact that she's leaving him for a woman. And Christy today almost still understands it. I know. Like, in the tone, she's like, look, I, I mean, I, I get it. Sherry shows up, then I get shot. Like, right. I understand. No, right. Christy, no. Christy, no. Because then Sherry, the voice of reason, says, there was no acknowledgement that it was Jim's fault. No one is talking about how this is fucking Jim's fault. Don't. Nobody's saying it. And I'm like, Sherry, come sit next to this me. This was when I texted you and I was like, Sherry is the only person I like in this documentary because yeah. I forgot about Lisa for two seconds. I know. I was like, and Leila Ali. Yeah, and Leila Ali. I don't know how much love I have in my heart for Christy, but Christy, God. So Lisa, remember Lisa? Lisa's back. I fucking love Lisa. She basically calls Christy in the hospital to check on her. All Lisa knows is that Christy is married to Jim. Jim tried to kill her. Now Lisa's finding out that there's a secret girlfriend. So Lisa calls her and she's like, I called to talk to Christy and I'm like, are you okay? Who's Sherry? Girl, are you okay? Also, who's, who's Sherry, Sherry, girl? <laughs> now we're jumping to December 22nd, 2010. It's the pre-trial hearing. This whole thing is going to court, right? Yeah. But at the same time, Christy wants to get back in the ring because she's saying that, like, look, I had to prove to myself that I could do it and I had to prove to Jim that I could win without him. Mm-hmm. All of this is leading up to this big fight on June 4th, 2011. It's Martin versus Stone. She's Martin, right? Christy Martin. Yep. And the Stone woman is this, like, young butch lesbian with unshaved armpits. <laughs> I am here for her. I was like, oh, the Sinead O'Connor of it all. And they're doing this fight. It's going very well. But Christy is old. But, but Old the, for a boxer. She's old for a boxer. Exactly. She's old for a boxer. It's going really well. She knocks this woman down. Yeah. The fight's super intense. Yeah. Christy breaks her hand, but still, like, you fight with your hands in boxing. And the thing is, this is going to be her 50th win. Like, that's what she wants more than anything, is to get her 50th win. And she's seconds away from winning. Yeah. And she wants she, to keep fighting. She gets back in the ring. She's only fighting with one hand because the other one's broken. And finally... <laughs> The doctor calls off the fight. The doctor said, Christy, remember you spoke at a physician's ringside conference a few years ago, and you said ringside physicians have to protect fighters from themselves. And I said, fuck you. I wasn't talking about me. Fuck you. I wasn't talking about me. Let me win this. Yeah. So she loses the fight, right? Yeah. So she gets to the hospital for the surgery, and the surgery was supposed to take two hours, but it takes seven hours. And Sherry is there, like, by her side. And when Mm -hmm. Christy wakes up, she's like, I couldn't walk. I couldn't see. I couldn't feel my hands. And Sherry knows right away that Christy has had a stroke. And remember, just for the timeline, this is only six months after being shot and stabbed. So she gets shot and stabbed, and she totally (sighs) fucking lives. She breaks her hand, and she has a stroke, and now she can't see and move her hands or whatever. And the thing is, this is the part of the documentary that made me cry, because Christy is saying to us now with Sherry we had decided before the stroke that she was gonna go her separate way we were we were gonna break up and you know what she could have left that was that was the agreement but she didn't she stayed there she took care of me and helped me get through the stroke it would have been completely within her rights to keep her end of the bargain and leave. And she doesn't. And I said, no lesbian ever would. Now I'm going to fucking cry. Because when I was in college, my mom went back to grad school and we had these lesbian neighbors who like we loved at first, but then my mom and them had like this big major fucking falling out. And it was bad. Like the other lesbians tried to get my mom kicked out of the school. It was really, really, really bad. And then my mom got breast cancer and got really, really sick. And the other two lesbians who fucking hated my mother's guts, Mm -hmm. they created a 
whole schedule of people coming to my mom's house to like to clean the house, to cook for her, bringing over food. Marlene and Jackie were their names. I remember one day coming to visit my mom, and Marlene and Jackie were in the kitchen making food. These women hated our yeah. family, yeah. and they were there taking care of her. And I just like when this happened, and Sherry didn't leave. Uh-huh. I was like, no lesbian would do that. Like this is how like the lesbians take care of everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to like get to that because that's an important thing that yeah. like Sherry didn't leave. She fucking stayed and took care of her and like nursed her back to health. Yeah, even though it was the thing that Sherry hated the most that did this to her too exactly. because that was a big point of contention for them. Yes. Like Sherry was like, can you stop with the boxing can please? You stop with the boxing? And so she stayed. That's really, really beautiful. So April 12, 2012, we're back in court. Jim's trying to claim self-defense. He's he goes, look, it's not about right and wrong, okay? It's about who tells the best story. Jim? Jimothy. And he fucking loses. Like he gets sentenced to 25 years in prison and Christie says, you know, in 25 years, if he lives to be 92, he'll get out. And and honestly, he's such a son of a bitch, I think he will live to be 92. You know the thing about that son of a bitch? He's going to live the entire time just to get out and fucking bother me. Yeah, he'll get out when he's fucking 92 years old. Totally. I'm like, he's not 92 now? He looks like shit. But so Christy like stands up to Jim at the trial too, just real quick before oh, we move on. So it's on, like, it's televised. She talks right to him. And she goes, you shot me with my own gun, basically point blank. And guess what? I walked out. I walked out. Guess what, motherfucker? I walked out. And so now, because the reason she didn't stop that fight that gave her the stroke is because she wanted her 50th win. And she turns this around and she was like, I've come to some realization that I got my 50th win when I got up off the floor. November 23rd, 2010. That was not just my 50th win, but that was the biggest win of my life. That was her 50th win. Exactly. <laughs> so, blah, blah, blah. He's you in guys, prison. Hopefully he dies there. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, bye. Bye. Okay, 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 oh okay, okay, okay. You guys, are you so... Oh, are you sitting down? Remember Lisa? Yes. Who hated her? Who hated Christie's guts. Talk about lesbians, right? <laughs> hated her. They're married. They get, they get married. married. They get married. They get Married. And they're like with like the last two minutes is them like canoodling in a boxing ring, canoodling on the couch. And I had a little a little twinge of like, hmm, because when Lisa goes, who's Sherry? I was like, Lisa. I know. Were you harboring some feelings I for know. Christy? The way she says who's Lisa now is very like, ooh. And they're not just together, they're married. They're and they married. and like Christy's saying, I hope I can give her the great life that you know, like she just wants to provide for her and show her like what an amazing person she is. And I just love lesbians, girl. I know. They're re- they really came out. Yeah. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> they really <laughs> But it's also, that's the same thing what you were just saying. Like, Lisa hated her. Now they're married and living happily ever after. (laughs) Lesbians through and through. We did. What's it called? Untold Deal with the Devil. Untold Deal with the Devil. Jillian came out as bi. Here we are. What a day, everybody. <laughs> Hell of a day. Again, I didn't time it to be the gay app. We I had know. to reschedule because, ahem, someone got sick. I lost my voice last <laughs> week. But you guys, if you want more shenanigans, join us on the Patreon. Over 300 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a binge. You get after parties. You get ad-free versions of these episodes. You get first crack at our merch, at our live show stuff. Yeah, we give you advice sometimes. Sometimes there are like other special surprises, depending yeah. on your tier. So we've done, what, The Vow, Night Stop. Um, Heaven's Gate, The, the Jinx. L- Lorena, if we can, you guys remember the Lorena Bobbitt story? Oh Four episodes on Lorena, the Lacey Peterson thing. Oh. You guys want to know why some people think Scott Peterson is, is not guilty? Go listen to our coverage of that. Or at least didn't get the fairest trial. Or didn't get the fairest trial. So what are we doing next, girl? We are doing a Dateline special. It's not Keith, because we already got it's Keith. It's not the Thursday Dateline. It's, no, the, no, it's no. a Tuesday regular app. It's called Secrets of Spirit Lake, and it's a special about missing and murdered indigenous women. Ooh. It's really, really uh, very 
very important. And also, you guys, don't forget, between now and Christmas, every Thursday, you're getting a bonus episode in your regular feed where we're covering a Keith Morrison Dateline episode. I know. And the next episode, the next Keith episode is Deadly Desire. Which one is that one? I think there's a parking lot involved, if I remember correctly. (laughs) It all goes down in the parking lot. All right, we love you guys. We love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Her name is Lissa Yellowbird. Investigator. Interrogator. Searcher of last resort. Here is where Lissa works. Sacred lands. Teeming with beauty. But woven into the landscape are crimes that have gone on for years. Even centuries. Native American women and girls missing and murdered. It's heart-wrenching. We are invisible to America. In this ongoing tragedy, Lissa Yellowbird found her calling. She uses whatever tool will bring a loved one home. I'm so indebted to her. I'm so grateful to her. But after years of helping others, the crisis hit home for Lissa. Her niece, Carla Yellowbird, went missing. It wasn't even a question of if I was going to find her. It was, I will go find her. The way I do this is that I'll watch it once on normal speed and take my notes, and then I'll watch it again on 1.5. Watching these boxing matches happen in 1.5, especially when it's one of those ones where like somebody gets clocked in the nose yeah. and they just fall. Yeah. They look like they have been murdered every single time. Everyone looks like a death punch every time. <laughs> my favorite is when people either accidentally put us on 1.5 yeah. or think we're on 1.5, uh, yeah, 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 and then yeah. also accidentally put us on 0.5, because then we just sound nice and what? hammered. Oh. <laughs> we just sound hammered. But you're still like pretty high-pitched and giggly, so we just sound sloshed. They used to do this in the bars in New York City. I hope they don't anymore. But Bo- they used for to- boxing? No, for bartender. Like, oh, you know, like you got to get people in, and it's I like heard, my well, I'm a bartender. I heard about my this. fucking job is to serve the drinks. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. your own assholes in this bar. And if I'm my not friends doing come in, I'm giving them drinks for fucking free. What are you talking and about? And I'm drinking. Totally. <laughs> because I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> we were great bartenders, you guys. We, actually, I was really good. And I'm sure really you were too. too. Yeah. Sorry, I just woke up a bunch of husbands. Whenever I get that loud, I'm always like, "Good morning, guys." Hi. I mean, they're already like, so they did basketball, they're doing boxing now? Okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, I can't wait to hear what the girl one says about the boxing. Wait. Um, (laughs) You guys, there used to be um, dating services where you would get mailed, like, VCR tapes of, like, the people you were maybe interested in. There's a whole episode of Felicity about that when the show starts to go downhill. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, my God. By who? Her husband. (laughs) Like, on-screen text. By who? Her husband? Her husband, right? Was her husband? Okay, great. And I also feel like Layla is punching her like, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. This isn't, we shouldn't. Somebody stop us. Did the payment go through? Did it? 